and we would evangelize persons that were walking to bars. The third time I was trying to introduce someone to Christ, uh, it hit me the fact that I myself had not accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Oh, who's doing this? You, you should do it, Jer. You I guess we just started there, Dave. Welcome to Anchor and Devoted, everyone. Ah, I'm Pastor Jer. And I'm Pastor Joseph, and we, we're doing it again. It's another fun Friday. We've got, a, we've got another pastor. They keep showing up. Praise the Lord. They clearly aren't listening to the podcast. This <laughs> is <laughs> another brother who we love, Pastor Reeves. And so from Woodstream, I'm excited to see how this episodes go. We'll see if we can get him back again or P.S. if he listens to this episode or shares it. Um, but we're so happy you're here. <laughs> Let's get this thing started. Anything you want to say real quick before we get started, Malcolm? Like, oh, my bad. I thought this was a work meeting or something. <laughs> Listen, I am happy to be here with you all. Were we going to talk about the Lakers at all? <laughs> oh, you got jokes. You got jokes. I love it. <laughs> you got I love jokes. It. He's he's listened before. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that ends the episode. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> we want to hear how you came to a saving relationship with your Lord and Savior, as well as how you came to Woodstream. Okay. So you can okay. go from there, and then we'll ask some more questions. Feel free to ask if you got a question for us. You can ask it, but rarely does that happen. Sure. And, uh, sure. And, and and that'd be good. Okay, sounds like a plan. Well, I'm just thankful definitely to be here uh, with you guys, and thanks for the opportunity to come on. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll we'll start with the uh, salvation uh, question. So it's, it's quite interesting. Um, I became saved at the age of 19, and uh, it's quite uh, a story because I was always involved in uh, church uh, since, you know, arriving here on this earth. Um, I was Crescent Episcopalian. Um, I went to Catholic school, so I attended uh, Mass on Friday after preparation on Thursday growing up. And then also uh, was heavily involved in church uh, on Sunday uh, and throughout the week with other activities and other auxiliary ministry activities. And then also in the summertime, spending time with my grandparents in the rural area of Mississippi, uh, going to services almost uh from Saturday night through Sunday evening. And so definitely uh, deeply rooted uh, in church and, and various activities, di- different uh, opportunities to serve and the like. Uh, example of that is being an altar boy uh, while in the Catholic setting, uh, but then serving as an usher uh, in the AME setting, African-American Episcopal Church. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then in the Baptist setting, you know, serving in, in the music ministry. And, and were, just an example of the the activities that I that I explored, but for some reason, uh, over those 19 years, um, I missed the message of salvation somehow. I guess I was yeah. busy. I guess I was busy. <laughs> you were busy with church, but not with the Savior. To Martha, you were, thing right there. Oh my goodness! You you right. visited them all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, are non-denominational. Yeah, I, I think that might be the root cause of why a lot of people fall short of that salvation message. We're, we're busy, uh, and so nonetheless, uh, one other activity. I, I just want to share this because I think it's key. Um, I was also an athlete uh, coming up. And uh, predominantly uh, in the high school arena uh, with basketball and football. Mm-hmm. 
and um, ended up not playing at the collegiate level because I, I felt a, a tug to do or experience some college activities that would not predicate success in the athletic arena, such as traveling abroad, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And so I decided uh, not to play, uh, but I still, in going into University of Pittsburgh, um, I still um, had uh, connections, connectivity with athletes. Uh, I was drawn to them, and they were drawn to me. And so a lot of the time, recreational time, study time uh, that was spent were spent both with the football and basketball players. And so um, interestingly enough, they were involved, and I'm thankful for this, they were involved in a Bible study on Friday evenings. And uh, they naturally found out that I was, uh, you know, that I, you know, I love God. Uh, and so I had an inclination to study. <laughs> <laughs> and so they invited me to uh, the Bible studies. And it was there uh, being a community of young men. Uh, it was predominantly football players and basketball players. And uh, we were taught by uh, a young adult uh, leader that was you know, part of a local church. And from that point, uh, not only did we hear the truth, uh, but we also got a chance to practice the truth and introduce the truth to others. So we'd leave the study setting after about an hour and we'd go to street ministry. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and this was on a Friday night. And of course, uh, Pittsburgh uh, mm -hmm. has a lot of bars. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, in Beer fact, and football, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and they have so many bars that the computer science class I was taking, act, you know, the teacher asked us to write programs on how to find the bars and what they had on tap in their hours. Just we had to continue to write these different <laughs> different programs wow. to produce these types of information. So that's called wow. an app today. That's, that's like, right. That's yes. Yelp. Yes, no, no, no. Yes, but how yes. are you yes. encouraging your students to know this? <laughs> right. right. This yeah, clearly like, is an issue. Deal, deal right. with what they already know. <laughs> Listen, there was definitely a demand for the Lord to be present. And so, <laughs> and so uh, nonetheless, we would take our uh, lessons, teachings to the street, and we would evangelize persons that were walking to bars. And I did it one time. It was fine. We'd sing songs as well. Two times. The third time, I was trying to introduce someone to Christ. And I, I tell you, uh, it hit me like the light on the road that Paul may have seen to Damascus. The fact that I myself had not accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Uh, and so I stopped. No, this stopped. is great. <laughs> this is so great. Like, I love this. I did not know this. Yes, I've known yes. you for way too long. We were ordained together. I did not yes, know yes, yes. that you were witnessing to someone, and that's how right. you came to Christ. Trust me. Like, like, Dave, are you, are you catching the patterns here? Yeah, like, this is so great. You were witnessing. <laughs> You're sharing Christ. And that's when the light bulb goes on. Okay, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I'll mute myself. Just, just yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. You never asked me that, but nonetheless. I clearly, I did not. <laughs> My bad. I assumed everyone comes, I think everyone assumes everyone else comes to Christ like them. 
Right, so right. you just assume it was in a church somewhere for me which is funny it wasn't <laughs> in a church right so i shouldn't assume it mm-hmm. was through relationship but i was a kid for yeah. you you were you know you were grown and you're yeah. sharing your faith which is hilarious mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. it isn't I, it isn't secured this is this is kind of like Martha, but this is more like Paul going to Mars Hill and walking yeah. around and saying, hey, you're, you're worshiping a God that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And God graciously mm-hmm. looked at you and said, hey, how about we start with you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right. glad you're a fan, but why, yeah. don't you, why don't you join up on the team? That's yeah, right. Become exactly. family instead. <laughs> and, and interestingly enough, one thing that I've always sensed is that he definitely created me for him. Um, I've always had a desire and a thirst to want to be intimate with him. Um, But for some reason, again, I missed that class on Mm -hmm. all those 19 years where I missed that PowerPoint slide or, or that lesson uh, that was repeatedly shown each Sunday on personally accepting him and how we go about doing that. But I always had a slant toward him. It's just a matter of that type of moment taking place. And at that point, it was no hesitation. In fact, I, I, mid-sentence, uh, as I was saying, I stopped <laughs> what I was saying to the student. And I told the guys, I said, I'm going to. So not only was, was I promoting him uh, without being saved myself, but I also knew some reason how to pray the sinner's prayer of salvation. I think it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And so, so when I told the guys I'm going to pray, I knew exactly what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I so, genuinely love this. <laughs> I'm mad I get to learn this here and now when everyone yeah, gets to hear. Yeah, but yeah. this is so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, quite uh, so, interesting. Uh, so I'm curious. So the student you were witnessing to do, like, did they come to Christ too? Like right after that, or were well, they see, just like, now, did you in leave that, them in the in corner? My, never listen, went back. <laughs> in my Damascus Road moment, and not that I was persecuting Christians, but the light that hit me. I don't know what happened to those particular that that student I was speaking to <laughs> because I needed to go I needed to go leave and take care of myself. What I can tell you is that the previous two times uh you know at least uh you know obviously some of that might have been the first point of contact for uh, introduction for some mm-hmm. students. So they they the ones that I spoke to uh which may have been upwards of maybe three or four that really generally stopped to hear what I had to say, uh, they were receptive. Uh, but the thing of it is, until that point, I don't recall, and that was that was a long time ago. I'm closer to retirement now than I am college at this point. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I, I don't recall someone accepting Christ, but I do recall having at least productive conversations. Uh, and so, uh, but at that moment, when I was uh, captivated by what was going on, I don't know what happened to that particular student because I left the scene, uh, handed him over to uh, another capable person so I could go uh, accept Christ. That was in the spring semester of my sophomore year. And and, uh, naturally, of course, uh, once I got home, I went to my home church and and got baptized. And so that's, that's my salvation story. I still got like a thousand questions, but we'll have to get you to come back for them because I know we got to... We can't do them, but I, I do still have one other question I'm going to squeeze in here. So 
the conversation when you went to speak to this person, like, was this like a, you know, fellowship of Christian athletes kind of thing? And y'all were all pushing across campus or was this like, you know, start Bethlehem church where it's two or three sisters and you in a suit <laughs> kind of thing walking around. Yeah, no, the setting was, you know, obviously, I mean, you know, as an alternative to the Friday night activities that take place around the campus in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It was a, an intentional desire to go to a room in the library where there was someone from the local church who was a youth leader, a young adult oh, leader, okay. coming to the campus to teach, you know, the football and, and basketball players. So it wasn't anything formal like Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the like. Okay. It was just an intentional effort for some young men who grew up, you know, with Christ to maintain their posture uh, oh. during their college years, especially in the athletics. So because I spent so much time with them, uh, whether uh, it was working out or uh, we were, you know, we played flag football in the uh, in their turf arena in Pittsburgh or at mm-hmm. the basketball gym playing basketball, even studying together, uh, ended mm-hmm. up tutoring, you know, a couple of them in math. And so it was just a relationship where we did life together. And so they naturally said, hey, you want to come to Bible study with us on Friday night? This is so uh, great. <laughs> so, this is so great. <laughs> so I, I okay. think the, the lesson in all of this is God creates us. He's so diverse, yet he can speak to you where in the way that he's created you to bring him to you. And my mm-hmm. bent, my slant was athletics. And with this particular community, which he had, if you will, allowed me to participate in to where I had some familiarity. So wow. I thank him for, for his, uh, his, his orchestration, his guidance in that. So his design. Okay. So, so then mm-hmm. how did you get from there to Woodstream? I mean, I, I was at your ordination as well. And that was yes. in um, more recent memory than in college. In college, yes. Still yes. <laughs> <laughs> isn't close by, but still more recent. <laughs> you know, um, that's that's a great question. And, and all that has happened at Woodstream, I, I could not have uh, written it myself. Uh, but just ending up there again, I talked about this appetite that God uh, kind of gave me innately for Him. Um, I was at a larger church. And there were um, a lot of activities going on. They were good activities. Uh, But the Lord, again, placed into me a thirst uh, for even a more organic um, taste, if you will, for him. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew the Lord also uh, had given me thoughts of having wife and children. uh, And so definitely wanted to place any potential family that I had into a setting where they could grow in the way of their discipleship and love for Christ. And so, and obviously, as you all can, can witness, I wanted a different experience for my, my, my wife and children that were to come than mm-hmm. I had for the early 19 years uh, of my life. Yeah, I, sure. I needed, I needed Christ to be front and center. Uh and because of that, I thank him because, you know, both of my daughters got saved at a very young age and baptized at a very young age, as opposed to 19 when, when I was, when I was held captive in that moment. And so, um, so, you know, visiting churches, talking to persons, um, ended up at Woodstream through, again, again, 
um, very specifically, looking for a church rooted in the truth where truth was front and center. And I was in a singing group, R&B singing group. Um, and <laughs> because, <laughs> <your other> story. <laughs> because of that exposure, which the Lord terminated in his time, uh, which that whole process is for another podcast, <laughs> but because of, schedule it. <laughs> but because, See, I know this story. Yes, because of that relationship, uh, it transitioned from the uh, music setting to a doing life together setting, which turned into, "Hey, I attend this great church. Won't you come visit?" Uh, and so that church happened to be Woodstream. Okay. And so, um, and so that's how I ended up there. You know, again, in summary, just the look for a space to study and grow in the authentic truth of Christ, to grow not only myself, but also a potential wife and children. Uh, but then also, again, being part of something uh, where it led, if you will, to an opportunity to speak to someone that would assist in the transition of me from where I was to the Woodstream setting. So quite an interesting uh, situation that played out here. So it sounds like you were involved in Woodstream for quite a while, serving and ministering before you yes. received your ordination. Mm-hmm. Was that correct? Wait okay. a minute, time That's out. Correct. What was the name of the group? Uh, Prophet Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and Spotify. Just a quick, you know, shout out. That's all. Do you have any? Okay. Is, there, is, is there any clothing articles still out there we should know about? Or uh, no, that was you're talking about way back in 2000. You, you're talking about way back between the years of 1999 and 2001. Way back, that was ages okay. ago. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, just just for those who might be listening, if they, yeah, are there any photos that we should put up with the podcast? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just I'd be hard pressed you. to find I'm those just, too. Just <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you become the executive pastor at Woodstream? How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think and how big... is an executive pastor so laid back? <laughs> well, again, of course. Um, the Lord designs uh, both situations and people for those situations. And so I guess uh, with becoming executive pastor, uh, you know, definitely it was the desire of the senior pastor to grow uh, the ministry. And um, it just seems it's interesting because I was at the United States Department of Agriculture, which I had, I, I can't even say job. I had an experience every day that I loved, mm-hmm. uh, both helping uh, and assisting, you know, producers, farmers locally, as well as nationally, uh, as far as Hawaii, and, and and also trying to assist with transitioning policy decisions to, if, if you will, the field, uh, so that persons could uh, receive assistance and prosper as well in their in their production, their farming production uh, that took place. So. It wasn't work. I loved it. And not only did I enjoy the work because again of my exposure and growing up in Mississippi and my, if you will, ancestry roots, which all a lot came from farming, um, but also enjoyed the discussions about Christ with mm-hmm. farmers, that uh, they are a community uh, that's still rooted in family, 
uh, and also understands that they need to depend on God for the rain, for the weather, for the growth. And so we always had interesting conversations. So nonetheless, I think uh, it just so so happens that when I was at agriculture, uh, the agency was transitioning into a different phase and and not that the senior pastor was definitely aware of that level of detail, uh, but um, I was invited to serve in that capacity as they were trying to uh, continue to transition church to a more relevant space of ministry. Okay. Uh, and so um, I definitely was, um, an inquiry was made, uh, definitely wanted to pray about that, um, and then move forward kind of naturally, organically into, uh, you know, this position. So um, definitely thankful for uh, his support, thankful for the support of the congregation. Uh, and I love all of them dearly uh, because we co-labored together uh, to ensure that we preserve and promote the gospel message. And so that's more or less how I got there. In terms of the laid back piece, again, I think it's the design uh, of God for that. Uh, one thing that is, you know I kept hearing in the agriculture setting uh as well as uh, in this setting is the calmness and patience that the Lord has mm-hmm. uh, endowed me with, which I only attribute to him. And I continue to grow in it. Uh, number one, I guess um, I- I've been interestingly enough under a lot of pressure in the uh, workspaces of government and private. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, you know, for some reason, the Lord compelled me to maintain composure and know that everything is going to be okay. Now that he's already worked out a solution and, and this situation or that situation is no bigger than I am uh, because I have the, the world uh, in the palm of my hand. And so I rest in that. Obviously I've grown to rest as well in, in, in Christ and his return and making preparation for that. And so uh, definitely keeping my mind set on things that are above. And so when you do that uh, prayerfully, uh, you will transition through situations with patience, but also with hope. Uh, and so more or less, God designed me a certain way, but I continue to grow uh, in the peace uh, and comfort that only he provides. I really appreciate your answer there. <clears throat> yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, but when I mm-hmm. think of the executive pastor position, mm-hmm. I think of someone who is very driven, Mm-hmm. Very goal oriented and mm-hmm. willing to, uh, you know, put dynamite in the walls where they need to be blown out and, right, and right. tell everyone, hey, step back or you're going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, in your experience with other churches, do you see a, a distinctiveness in your personality style or type in this position as opposed to other XOs that you, uh, that you meet? In your walk? I, I do. I do. Um, for some reason um, or another, for whatever reason, for, for God's purpose, I do see a lot of more structured approaches mm-hmm. uh, to activities. And, and not that what I do is not unstructured, but I think I have a balance because, and I, you know, not necessarily attributing to what I'm about to say to your question, but I think with me, uh, I have, you know, definitely a master's in public administration. Mm-hmm. Of course, I crossed that bridge between master of business administration versus public administration. 
And in making that decision, it was a tough one. Um, again, based on God, how, how God designed me, I chose the Master of Public Administration route because the difference between the two, number one, business focuses on um, increasing productivity within a practice organization. Mm-hmm. Um, MPA, Master of Public Administration, focuses on leading people. Uh, and so I was, based on my design, my bent, my makeup, I was, you know, I was moved toward leading people. Now, when it comes to leading people, it's about public uh, or, if you will, servant leadership. So it's not a dictatorial or autocracy type situation. The way I see it is understanding the values of the person that you're, quote unquote, leaving, leading uh, and helping them become the best that they can be within the function and role for which they were designed. And so that's how I kind of see it. Uh, okay. As one one staff person said, you know, kind of quoted to me, and, and she was thankful. You give us a voice. Okay. Uh, and so, and so, there's that slant. But then also, I have the Masters of Divinity, which, of course, uh, you know, I can, I make myself sick with digging and digging and digging into the into the Word of God. And and when He does that, I truly do have Damascus Road experiences. <laughs> <laughs> especially as it relates to digging and digging and digging into the Hebrew, digging and digging and digging into the Greek. And so um, I, I think I may have, you know, the way God designed me, I really have um, a bent toward loving people and helping people. And I think that might be the piece that I, I see the, the striking difference. And not that other exos don't have that, but I, I think he just gifted us and made us in different ways. That's all. I, yeah. I appreciate the um, the deference that you mm-hmm. that you show there in your statement. I I think it's what I was thinking. I'll just share what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. you were saying that, is the MBA is really good if you want to be a butcher, but the MBA yeah. really seems more suited to being a shepherd. Yes, yes, <laughs> they both right. work with sheep. Yes. <laughs> that's right. It's a different end product. That's right. <laughs> right, right. And so, even you know, you know. The, the priests were butchers as well, you know, mm-hmm. during the time of sacrifice. So <laughs> at the temple. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what, what do you love most about what you do? Man, I think it's, it's looking, I think it's the transition through different arenas. I, I, I could say day by day, but it's really minute to minute. You know, when I, what I mean when I say that is you could be doing a counseling session once, one moment. And you transition from counseling, whether it's individual or group sessions, uh, to uh, architecture. You know, there's a building project that we're <laughs> engaged in, to um, engineering, to money, to trying to prepare a, a sermon or a Bible lesson, uh, to um, going to do visitations, you know, of those mm-hmm. who, are, who, are, who are, you know, convalescent or sick. To celebrating the birth of a baby. I mean, it's, I like the transitions, you, you know, you, you don't actually recently um, had to serve the community and try to prevent a liquor store from coming in close proximity to, to the church and school. And so engaging, you know, local leaders, politicians to, to, you know, try to support the community and maintain the quality of the community. So it's, you, you have different activities. You never get quote unquote bored uh, and you're doing all of that with the motivation of, doing all things as under Christ. So uh, oh. that's what I love most about it. 
So the opposite, and I'm going to stop with this because I'm, yeah. I'm eating up all of our time here, but yeah. the opposite side of that coin, if there's one thing that you have to do that you wish you could get off your plate, what would that be? Man, you know what? That's a difficult question because I can't think of a bad day, but, but one thing, one thing that I I would truly say and it's not necessarily about the job. It's just how, how we as people try to transition through life and grow in Christ. I guess one item uh, that I continually pray for, you know, is definitely for God's people in the way that I, I just pray that they, that they can see what God is doing versus trying to, trying to promote their personal agendas or get hung up on, barriers that prevent them from seeing what God is doing, even when it's difficult for them. Uh, and so just trying yeah. to help pull persons, uh, and I, I think we're all guilty of that, but, you know, just trying to help per- pull persons from the silo so that they can see uh, God at work in their lives and even around them uh, so that they don't get hung up uh, in activities that delay or suppress um, how the Lord is allowing them to participate in what he's doing. So I think that's one piece that um, can really keep you on your knees, just praying for various persons in that light. I think it's Mm -hmm. ironic that you uh, came to the Lord because you were promoting him before you had Mm -hmm. actually become a, uh, a purchaser. Right. And you're in your role now. You're trying to help people become purchasers. That's right. Even as their promoters. Mm -hmm. That resonates with me. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think that, I know for Dave, for other guys I talk to who are in ministry, that really is at the at the center of the heart that's pumping is, yeah, there's ministries, there's events, there's activities, there's all kinds of great things, discipleship, mm-hmm. evangelism, all kinds of great things. Mm-hmm. But if we, if that's not connected in our hearts and our minds and our motivations to, this is about developing a relationship between you, the individual, and our creator. Our That's God right. who loves us, mm-hmm. then we're we're going to go about this, and we're going to end up messing it up and separating ourselves because we're going right. to see our particular thing as being greater than or in competition with. Mm-hmm. This is about knowing your dad. This That's is right. about deepening that affection yeah. between the two of you. Yeah, right, right. That's really yeah. refreshing for me to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my mm-hmm. position, my title is director of operations, but it's essentially executive as well, and. Okay. So that's a part of where my questions are just having this conversation here and that feedback is really encouraging to me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank yes. you for that. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. And it's something we really, we really, um, I was just having a conversation with someone recently, you know, our time in this life, this time that we've been given, we have to be careful that it's not being sifted away by distractions. But I, I think the focus needs to be Christ, we need to spend time with with Him intimately to get to know Him, and I truly believe that everything that we're seeking, and, and, and I'm going to even caveat that you can get, but you need to start with Him first. Uh, everything, and, and the thing of it is, it's while there's a situation that's going awry, really, what you're seeking is peace, uh, or uh, if you're seeking, if you will, help with finances, really, what you're seeking is some type of order to get that, you know, straightened out. Mm-hmm. And all of that can be uh, achieved through just seeking seeking him first, giving him his just due time, 
and then from there you can grow in him understanding what he desires for you to see and what he desires for you to experience as you have hope in him and so that time uh with christ uh is very critical very critical in this life and then hopefully become less distracted and more focused on, on what we need to be doing versus uh wasting time on activities that could even be futile so yeah and i think the new i think the new believer needs to hear that as well as mm-hmm. the seasoned one mm-hmm. yeah keep the main thing the relationship with god the priority that's right that's right the other things that others put in front of you thanks mm-hmm. for letting us talk to you today this has been yes, fun yeah. yes um, yes you know thanks to all of our listeners um you know where you can catch us this isn't our first episode or our last so we'll look forward to catching you again later where um, can they catch him oh that's true where can you catch him you can catch him at woodstream you want to give any are you on Facebook, Instagram? Any blah, books blah, you blah, want us to uh blah blah to blah, blah blah? <laughs> so no, definitely uh at Woodstream. I can be found at woodstreamchurch.org. Uh definitely all the contact information is there. And then as well, we're on Facebook. Um mm-hmm. and, and uh so definitely we can we can be uh received viewed there in that space as well, woodstreamchurch.org. Excellent. We'll mm-hmm. put all the links in the uh, in the show notes. Sounds good. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, you gentlemen, behave yourself and remember to walk (laughs) with the king today. Walk with him well. We will walk with the king. Yes. I I, I can promise that part. When situations come, (laughs) we are called to persevere and not fall back into our old ways. We need to persevere in God's word. And so, amen. Nonetheless, we will strive for that. I'm anchored and he's devoted. He will persevere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it really is the last word. <laughs> <laughs>